Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Exploring Awesome, the show where I, Jim Kellner, Explore tips, tricks, and strategies to help you and me to live a more awesome life. Today on the show, I've got a strategic motivator and meditator, Maria Bird. Hi, Maria. Hey, Jim. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Fantastic. Let me just, as I always uh, let the, the audience know, there is a bit of a delay there, so, so I do apologize uh, as, we, as we talk. There's a little bit of delay in between, uh, between our conversation, but um, uh, we're going to cover some really cool stuff today. And uh, for all those of you uh, out there that are non-meditators, please listen, please listen. Don't just turn your mind off. Uh, Maria, could you give us a quick, quick background, your quick bio? Who are uh, you? What do you do? Quick bio. Let's see. I've been meditating for about 18 years. <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. I, I'm a strategic motivator. I've been um, coaching clients for the last 10 years. I've been doing workshops um, roughly in the area, in the New York area, but I have expanded to, you know, Massachusetts and Las Vegas, California, and whatnot. I have um, several uh, coaching clients, that, which um, I teach how to sell and sway and uh what else is it that you would like to know <laughs> uh, i guess we'll get into it so um the uh so i do want to let everybody know so if you want to reach out to maria bird it's uh, spelled just like it sounds it's m-a-r-i-a-b-i-r-d and you can find her her email address is wings the number two soar one at yahoo.com or maybe they can find you on Facebook too. Oh yes, definitely. You could probably find me on Facebook. Well, Facebook is probably the most, the the best way to um, contact me. I'm on Facebook most of the time and I normally um, answer my um, messages on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Great. So, uh, yeah, f- uh, feel free to reach out to her. So you've been meditating for 18 years. What would you – now, um, Now you're teaching this for, uh, for folks that are – you're teaching meditation to, to businesses, to business people. Uh, do, you, yeah. do you run across any kind of resistance? Do you run into any resistance there? Well, in the beginning, uh, I have uh, people who come to my meditation class, and they're a little skeptical. They're not sure if they can meditate. And then when they understand the benefits behind meditation, they get a little bit more into it. And under, also understanding that there are several different ways of meditating rather than sitting in lotus position. So I will start <laughs> out, you know, I, I will start out letting everybody know 
that it reduces stress, you know, and we'll go through some stressful exercises and then breathing techniques afterwards. But not only does it reduce stress, it promotes well-being, it sparks creativity, increases confidence, it improves relationships, you know, your your attention improves, your listening skills improve, and therefore, you know, it literally spills out into everything that you do. So your, your relationships at work will improve and your relationships at home will improve as well. Hmm. You know, I, I, it's, it's interesting you say that because I've noticed that, that when I'm meditating, uh, I, I do a lot better with, um, with so many areas of my life. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kinder, I'm, I'm more easygoing, I'm, I'm, I do feel less stressed, and I'm also... I feel like my discipline is better. You know, I'm, I'm much more likely to go and exercise or to eat healthy and those kind of things. Uh, have you found that to be true with, uh, with other clients? I do find that to be true. Um, not only, mm. you know, do you um, feel like you can exercise and uh, you, you get very motiv- motivated um, by uh, meditation, but it also, you know, it, it also increases your confidence. You're able to speak better because you're, you're breathing. You, you are consciously breathing. And therefore, you're able to project your voice a little bit better. You slow it down a little bit better so people can hear you and you're not just rambling on. You um, learn mm-hmm. how to listen to other people as well because when you're in the now, you're not thinking ahead and you're not thinking behind. Uh, you're listening to the person who is speaking to you. And that is pretty much the greatest gift you can give to somebody is listening to the person who is speaking to you. I'm sorry, what did you say? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so true. And, you know, um, you know, so many of us are, are you know, it's, it's funny when we're, we're having a conversation, so many, I have to stop myself all the time. We are, we're not listening, and I remember reading this somewhere in maybe Dale Carnegie's book or something, but, you know, most of us are not listening um, to the person. We're, list- we're, we're sort of coming, we're listening just to figure out what we're going to say next, you know, we're kind of paying attention to that. And uh, I got to tell you, that's a hard habit to break, and I, I have to consciously um, do that. So if that's going to help, uh, definitely, folks, give that a try. And if you're if you're in any kind of sales or anything like that, you're I mean that's going to be especially important. And and everybody's in sales because you're always trying to convince somebody to do something, right? You want to get your your spouse to uh, to go to the movie that you want to see, or you, you want somebody to buy your product or or whatever. Maria, we were talking earlier about uh, and and one of the things that I always I was like that 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 kind of gets me even more motivated to 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 motivate to uh, meditate regularly is when you read these articles and you, you see these interviews with uh, lots of famous people um, and, and, and high achievers, so many of them talk about meditating. Um, and so I find that really interesting, but I know you do run into people that, that maybe uh, they think they can't meditate. What do you tell those people? Well, what I tell people is that anyone can meditate. If you know how to breathe, then you will be able to meditate. I um, talk about different meditative activities that people do, and they don't realize that they're Uh meditating during these activities, and that's why they like to do these activities. So if you garden, you might find yourself Uh meditating while you're gardening. You're sticking your hands into the dirt. You're feeling the dirt in your hands, whether or not it's cold or if it's... um, 
uh, moist or, mm-hmm. you know, when you're planting seeds. Uh, also, if you play golf, that's very meditative. You know, you, you mm-hmm. have to learn how to focus. So you're literally focusing on the ball and what you're doing and every movement that you make. And there's a follow-through. When you um, are a photographer, you are, you know, getting into focus the exact picture that you would like to, you know, bring to um, yourself and others. When you, mm-hmm. well, when you play sports, and I talk about this a lot because um, uh, people don't realize that when you're playing sports, and this is why a lot of sports figures meditate, is because you are getting into a zone. So I used to play basketball years ago, and when I would throw a foul shot, you would get, you know, that would be a form of meditation. So you have to get very, very quiet when you are, you know, uh, doing a foul shot. So um, you have to get rid of the noise. So you're getting rid of the noise that is around you. You know, just like in meditation, you're getting rid of the noise that's in your head. And then you use different things in order to get you into that feeling. So you want to, you know, you can use sound. So like when you're meditating, you're using music. When I shot, you know, um, sh- you know, shot, a, shot basketball, I would take the mm. ball, I would go into a ritual And I would bounce that ball, you know, like dribble it the first time really, really hard because that first dribble got me into that, you know, that zone, that meditational zone. And then I would get into the motion of my body. So I am totally getting into what I am doing now and getting out of Mm -hmm. my head. Because if you're in your head and you're constantly thinking about whether or not you're going to get that ball in, you're not going to get the ball in. You have to get out of your head. So you're getting into the motion. And I had a ritual, and most, most you know, players have rituals. I would dribble the ball three times. I would hold it three times again, and then one more time and one more set. And by the time I did that, I was out of my head into, you know, the feelings and the now, you know, the present moment. I got rid of all the sound around me. I would lift that ball up and then let it go. And meditation is the point of when you're letting it go. So the whole time I'm moving, but I'm Mm -hmm. getting into a zone because meditation is the point of not thinking. You're not thinking about what's happening to you, you know, like going to happen to you like a head, or you're not thinking about what has happened to you. You're in the moment now. And when you are constantly in the moment, that moment is always okay. Excellent. That moment is always... Go ahead. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I, oh, I'm, did I, I, I cut you off. I thought you were... No, no, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. I want to remind everybody, you're listening to Exploring Awesome. If you would like to uh, talk to Maria Bird, um, the number is 347 8711. Again, that's 347 855 8711. And I'm talking to strategic motivator and meditator, Maria Bird. Maria was just talking to us about how she used um, uses sort of a, a meditative state in basketball. 
Um, how is meditation related to uh, mindfulness? Mindfulness is when you are um, expanding your focus. So to me, there's three types of meditation. So the first type of meditation is narrowing your focus. So you're narrowing it down to your breath. You're narrowing it down to, you know, just breathing in and out. Expanding your focus is more of a Zen meditation. So you are expanding it to, you know, from your breath to how the air is hitting you on your body to what is going on, what, you, what you're seeing, what you're he- hearing, what you're feeling. And you just, you become expansive. Okay. So, yeah, so to me that's that's a Zen meditation. And, and that's also getting into the zone because you expand it so much to the point where you're not thinking anymore. So I, I, awesome. used, to, I used to do a, a Zen meditation walking um, in New York City. So I used to work in New York City. I would take the train down. And I would have to walk across to the east side, from the, from the west side to the east side. And I would do um, this meditation going across there. And it would be more of a Zen meditation. So here I am. I'm walking. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I would come. I would be in the train. This is where it would start. And in the train, it's, it, it's very crowded. And you're standing up and you're in the middle of the crowd and you're feeling very small you're, you're squeezing yourself to become smaller. And as you walk out, you start to expand. And the air inside the train and outside of the train is different. So it might be a little bit cooler inside the train depending upon the season. And when you're leaving and getting onto the platform, it becomes very hot and steamy. And you might feel the wind hit you from the tunnels. And then as you're going up the stairs, because in Penn Station there are stairs or there's an escalator. So I would take the stairs and you would become small again because those stairwells are very, very narrow. And you would concentrate on lifting your legs, the muscles that you're using lifting your legs, the people that are behind, you know, like around you and behind you, in front of you, the sound that you're hearing. So you would hear different footsteps. And are you going in the same rhythm as the people that are around you? As you move up, you would expand your, your you know, focus a little bit more because everything else becomes expansive. You're spreading out. Everybody else is spreading out. And you start feeling the air. There's fans that are in Penn Station that will blow, you, blow on you in different areas. And where are you feeling it? Where do you feel the wind and where do you feel you know, the calm, the calmness of the air. Now, there's a difference between the air inside Penn Station and outside Penn Station. So the inside Penn Station, the air is recycled. And when you move out of the building and you're going through the door, where exactly is the threshold? You're moving through and you feel the air from the outside just wrap around you and push you out just gently. As you're walking down the street, where is the sun hitting you? Where is the wind hitting you? Where is the air? In the summertime when you're going by the stores 
and somebody opens up a door, you might feel the coolness of the air conditioning as you're walking down the hot street. And you feel the steam coming up from the streets as you're walking down. And we're not placing any judgment. We're just observing. We're just observing. As you're walking and you hit the intersection, how does the wind change? How does the air change? What is the difference in the energy? And you keep walking. And I go through Bryant Park. So there's a difference when you're, you're on the streets and then you walk through a park where there are trees. You might feel mm-hmm. the coolness from the trees, the energy from the trees. And so I go through right. the park. And I do this for about 20 minutes. And by the time I get to my office down in the city, I have meditated for 20 minutes. I was in the now. I'm ready to, you know, do whatever needs to be done. In this moment, you know, you, you can see the big picture. See, this is what meditation does. This is exactly what meditation does. In a Zen meditation, you can, you know, view the big picture when you're expanding your focus. And then when you do a sit-down meditation and you're narrowing your focus, you can take that big picture and you can bring it down to the detail. And when you are able to do that, I mean, that will immensely help you in your work, in your, you know, your home life, your creativity. I mean, it sparks. It, it just, wow, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get very excited now because <laughs> I, I thought of meditating <laughs> while, I, while I was going through <laughs> what I do, you know, um, when I go down to the city. But it, it, it just, there is so much. Your listening skills improve. And being the observer, being the observer in your environment and, you, you know, you can, it takes you out of your feelings for a little, mo- you know, for a moment. So, like, say you're in an argument or something is going on that is, you know, not quite what you want it to be. You can step out of your feelings, be the observer, and instead of reacting, you, you will respond. And that is huge. That is huge in your relationships, whether it is work it at home. I'm really glad you gave that example because, uh, and really because it shows these people because I, you know, uh, it's people have this this thing and you know same thing happens with hypnosis. You know, I run into people that uh, well, I've got ADD and I you know I can't you know my mind's all over the place and I can't sit still and everything and that so I can't do hypnosis. Well, that's not true. And just like with meditation, same thing. People will you know I got all this and stuff. But and what happens is well, either one of them they're very closely related anyway. Um, the you know the mental state that you get into is they actually help you to be more. Uh, more focused and, and less, you know, bouncy aroundy. But like you're saying, I love this 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 thing that you're, you're talking about is this this you know moving meditation. You don't have to. People have this idea, I think, that you know we're used to seeing the guru, you know, sitting sitting in the quiet, you know, temple somewhere, um, and and they think that they you know has to be quiet and they they can't be moving or anything. And uh, I love the, the the way you explain that. And I also like that you. Uh, I know I hadn't thought about this. I I sort of thought. Uh, I didn't. I didn't realize that you might use two different types of meditation um, for for two different uh, the same person. You know what I mean? Because I, I would think I sort of thought, well, 
If you're the kind of person that can't sit still, then you need to do the moving meditation. If you're the other kind, then you need to do this kind of meditation. So that was really eye-opening for me. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I use I use these meditations depending upon um, what I'm able to do during the day. I meditate every single day, but it'll be different forms of meditation. So if I don't have mm-hmm. time to have my sit-down meditation, which is usually 40 minutes, three nights a week. Well, so I meditate, yes, mm-hmm. yes, I'm a big-time meditator. So it's yeah. 40, 40 mm-hmm. minutes, three times a week. And my meditation, I, I use a combination of things in my meditation. So I, I sit down, I get to the breath, but I also use it in prayer. So I, mm. when I meditate um, at night and I'm sitting down, what I do is I cleanse my body of my thoughts and I get to a form of, you know, where when it's clear of prayer. And my prayer is usually gratitude. So people have gratitude lists. I do gratitude mm. when, when I'm in, you know, a meditative um, trance, let's say. And so mm. I will go into, you know, thank you for my eyes. I can see. Thank you for my ears that I can hear. Thank you for my lips and my, you know, uh, my voice. And thank you, you know, for giving me the abilities that I have. Thank you for my brain. Thank you for, you know, and, and you just keep going and going and going. So I could, I could sit literally for 20 minutes because 20 minutes is breath work and the other 20 minutes is thankfulness. And I will go through all of these things that I am thankful for. Some people, you know, they have their gratitude list. I have my gratitude meditation. And when you're in meditation and you know this um, from being a hypnotist, I mean, it is self-hypnosis because you are, you know, bringing gratitude within. You feel the gratitude. It starts to expand. And so yeah, yeah, well, 20 minutes... 20 minutes of, you know, no thought, and then 20 minutes of gratitude. And that is my prayer. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. You know, I've gone to uh, – are you familiar with Vipassana? Yes. Yeah. So I, I was going to a meetup down there in Phoenix. And, you know, and for those of you that are aware, uh, Vipassana um, – Google it. Um, they have, like, these great – these 10-day retreats where you go and you meditate like all day long and they're completely free there. So, so check it out. But um, I, I, I'm hoping to that this year, this it's on my goal list for this year. I'm definitely, well, I'm not, I'm not hoping to, I'm going to this year, but um, you know, I would go to the meetups and they would do these 40 minute ones and it almost killed me. And it's so crazy because it's not like you have to do anything, you know, you just sit there <laughs> and it would just right, kill me. And right. what, the, the only way I was able to do it was when I actually started doing some self hypnosis and I started doing like a progressive relaxation and it became much easier. So I, exactly. I totally get, I that's, totally get that's exactly I get how that. I get people. Yes. That's how I, I, I get people to get to that point of meditation. So I will give um, something to my clients for them to do, you know, with their mm-hmm. brain, give their brain something to do, and then it'll get them to a point of where they're not thinking and they can sit. And then eventually I ask them to take that portion where they're, they're not thinking and expand that, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I, I usually tell people to use the same, same music every single time you meditate. Use, use all of your senses. So I use music. 
I also use um, incense because the sense of smell is very, very strong. You know, you could smell mm-hmm. like a cigar. You could smell a cigar and it will bring you back to, you know, a person maybe when you were young, maybe your grandfather who smoked the same cigar. So your sense of smell is very, very, you know, strong. So is your sense of hearing and therefore the music. You know, you can hear mm-hmm. a song and it'll take you back to when you were a teenager and, you know, you had your first kiss. I mean, so as soon as, as soon as you hear the music and you smell the sense, it starts to bring you into that meditation, meditational, um, uh, I, I can't even think, meditational, um, <laughs> yeah, so it, well, it gets you to a point of meditation without even sitting down. You're conditioning yourself, and that's a form of self-hypnosis. You are conditioning yourself to sit down and and go into meditation. And you want to make meditation, you know, feel good for you. You know, meditation is very, very personal, and not everybody meditates the same way. So what I, you know, what I do is I, I created a sacred space for meditation. So I know when I sit down in my sacred space, and I have, you know, certain pictures, certain smells, certain, you know, like certain music every single time. As soon as, soon as I light my candles and, you know, listen to the sounds of the music and smell my incense, I am already there. I'm already meditating. And, but that's because mm. I do it all the time. Meditation is a practice. The reason people have ADD or they think they have ADD it's because we've been taught, taught to multitask our whole lives, yet we haven't been taught to shut down. And it's very, mm-hmm. very important. I had a son who um, was diagnosed with ADHD, and he was on medication up until he was 12 years old. And he knew that I meditated, but I never, I never brought my kids into meditation because I, I thought that would be imposing my, you know, my ideas on them. But my son used to watch this anime show, and in the anime show, they meditated. So when he was 12 years old, he came to me, and he goes, Mom, can I use your meditation room? And I went, sure. <laughs> and I wasn't really sure what he was going to do there, but he actually <laughs> sat down, and he meditated. And after about mm-hmm. three months of meditating, he came to me, and he said, Mom, I think you can take me off my medication now. And from wow. the time he was 12... Until he graduated high school, he was off medication. So this is what I, I, it's huge. It it, it is huge. Because again, we are teaching our kids. We are teaching them to multitask from the time they're babies. And we're not teaching them how to sit and be still. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. you can teach, you can teach your kids. Um, how to sit and be still just by doing, you know, those, those activities that are meditative, like coloring or playing with blocks. You have to be very, very right. still in order to build. Mm-hmm. It's, we used to um, make um, houses of cards. That's another thing. You have to be very, very still. It's a fun activity. It's a, you know, when we were kids, we loved doing that. But how many kids do you know today do that? Yeah. So, Maria, um, 
you know, I always like to ask people what, uh, you know, a couple of things that, that my audience can do today, and I'm guessing we know one of them already, but, but uh, what are two <laughs> things that my audience could, could do, start doing today to live a more awesome life? What are your recommendations? Well, I'm going to um, ask everyone, since we're talking about meditation, is to give yourself at least 10 breaths before you start your day. Just 10 hmm. breaths. It doesn't take wow, a long that's, time. Wow, that should be doable. Doable, yeah. yeah. Yes. Ten breaths. And, you know, if you drive to work, maybe from the point that you get out of your car, just start noticing the things that are around you. Start noticing where the wind is hitting you, where the sun is beaming down on you. Listen to mm-hmm. the noises that are around you. And just become one with the environment as you're moving and walking. Notice the muscles as you're moving from the outside to inside the building. Notice the change in the air. Notice the change in the air if you get into an elevator or if you go into a stairwell. Just notice the different things that are around you. Sit down in front yeah, and of your computer. That? That's fantastic. That? And so what would be the, so there was the 10, the 10 breaths. What's, what's number two? Number two is actually, that was number two, (laughs) you know, getting out of your car and noticing things, Um, being in the now, because when you are in the now, when you are in the moment, there is no worry. There is no stress because everything in the moment is good. Absolutely. And so uh, thank you, Maria. I appreciate that. So everybody out there, as I always uh, encourage you to do, don't try to do too many things at once, but just pick one of those. Pick one. Uh, actually, they're pretty easy. You should be able to do like 10 breaths uh, pretty easily. So, But anyway, pick one that, uh, that you want to try for this next week, and uh, you can always expand on that. So uh, start your day with those 10 breaths and or uh, just pay attention on your way to work and your, when you're walking to your, to your office or, or, your, or whatever like that. So uh, I want to thank you, Maria, for being on the show today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. If you want to find her, find her on, you're welcome, and find her on Facebook. I, of course, am Jim Kellner. This is Exploring Awesome. See you next Wednesday. And um, if you'd like to try a free hypnosis, head over to jimkellnerhypnotist.com. Take care, everyone. Be well. Be awesome. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.